Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does it smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boys. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is noon on a Friday. It is time for Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Rick is here. Rick. What's going on, man? Wow, that music was I felt like I was in a concert. Rick. Yeah, so I, I didn't realize that it was on the uh, the number four fader, not the number three. It's normally on the number Absolutely three. Absolutely what I was thinking. Yeah, I was really, really smooth there. That was that was great by me. All right, guys. Well, anyway, let's get right into it. The Suns are back in action tonight at the Footprint Center against the best team in the West, the Denver Nuggets at 730, right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. It's Kevin Durant's second game back from his ankle injury and his second game as a son at the Footprint Center. What are you guys looking for the most in tonight's game? I just want to see steps towards, it feels like they've, they're have they just scratching the surface, obviously, because it's only been four games. And nobody would look at the game they played against Minnesota on Wednesday and say, oh, you're going to win a title playing like that. But you did beat a pretty good team playing like that. Yeah. Um, but it, you you know it's obviously going to take time now to, to gel and to really get rolling. And they just like to see steps in that direction. Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say, Luke. Um, I want to see this team play defensively and get better on the defensive end of the floor. And that is something that I think is very, very underrated about Kevin Durant. Nobody talks about it. As we all know, we've discussed this many, many times. I'd love to see them continue to develop that defensive end of the floor for the Phoenix Suns and get back to playing the kind of defense we all expect from them. And that's exactly where I think they can beat the Denver Nuggets on the defensive end of the floor because that's always been the problem for the Nuggets. All right, over to our Sanderson Ford poll question up at ArizonaSports.com. And it asks, where will the Suns finish in the Western Conference standings? Fourth, fifth, sixth, or the play-in tournament? Yeah, it, it is it is very close still. The Clippers are a half game back. Golden State's one and a half back. And even the Pelicans and Timberwolves are only two and a half back. But I'm going to say fourth. I, I yeah. The sons of all those teams I just named, other than maybe Golden State, should be getting better in these final six games. Yeah, uh, I think four is a goodly number. That's the area I think they're going to finish. Plus, it's the number of the world. And it's goodly, as you just said. Ex- exactly. Suns in fourth. See what you did there. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow, this is one of the... Wildest results I've ever I seen. Like it. Before you read the results, I like it when Rick is like fascinated by the results because it's <laughs> genuine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, I'm surprised how high this is for number four. Eighty-one percent have the Suns finish, finishing in fourth. Well, well why, why would you say that though, Rick? Just because, because I feel like the there'd be more variety way. versus with people, and I feel like there's a lot of cynics in Arizona sports because you know of just. Of the of general history. like history of this town, because of everything, <laughs> because of everything, yeah. Well, you know, but I mean, you know, they're okay. I see what you're saying. In other words, you thought people would believe they were going to drop down. Yeah, like maybe be like fifty four percent fourth, and then the rest are, you know, like 
16 well, percent so, so for another one. the other ones? It's 81 for fourth. Yeah, eight percent for fifth, five percent for the play-in tournament, and five percent for sixth. Well, that's interesting because that only adds up to 99 percent. Yeah, you know what? I think I think the optimism that that might actually be there is because of KD. Yeah, correct. Yeah, if you had no if, if you asked this question, even if the standings were exactly the same and they had won three in a row, but if you asked this and KD still wasn't back yet, yeah. that would be right. a lot more spread out. Right. All right, Wolf, I'm about to ask you your favorite question. No, no. Uh, the D-backs started strong on opening day before falling to the Dodgers 8-2 to last night. What are your biggest overreactions after the first game of 162? Okay, this is this is really good because I was just jotting something down. Uh, they only scored two runs. Only two! That's it! Are you kidding me? Um... McCarthy booted a ball. That was the other thing right there that drove me crazy as well. That's an overreaction. And um, Zach Allen struggled. (laughs) Zach Allen struggled, and he started so well, and that really bummed me out as well. Those three things, I'm overreacting when I point them out. I'm just lost in this video that we have up on ArizonaSports.com of the Dodgers fan that was proposing in the outfield. Did you see that? Oh, yeah, I and he did. Just got, like, he got, like, Vontez perfect. Like, he got way late. I, I don't think Lit they up. had to hit. Usually I'm like, hey, hit the guy. He shouldn't be out there. He, he, I don't know they had to hit him that hard. He was kneeling facing the crowd. It was pretty clear. I don't know. I mean, you got, you're got you not supposed to be on the field, so I guess yeah. you, no, you put no, it out there. No. See, Luke, this is where you're just wrong. Well, there, don't we, you think there's a difference, though? Be, what was the football game last year? Where the, it was the Rams game. <laughs> Bobby Wagner. Yeah. <laughs> I was all for that because the idiot was running towards the players. Right. Rick, we got to tweet this out, okay, as a show. Can we tweet that thing out? Can we do that? The video? Is it, yes. Yeah. We tweeted out the video of the guy getting lambasted it's, right it's now. It's on Arizona Because I would love to find out. What do you think? Uh, to me, show a force. Can't let these people run onto the field. You can't allow it. That w- I'm not show saying, a force. I'm not saying you can. I'm saying this guy got hit harder than a lot of the people that are actually like running around on the field. Yeah, those people deserve to be lit up, and I don't know why they don't show it on TV. But this one, this is just somebody's video. Well, yeah, you know what, dude? He went out there. Uh, sorry, buddy, you're not supposed to be out on the field. We don't even care why you're out on the field. Watch this. Here's yeah. my thing. Stop proposing at sporting events. I think just stop proposing in general. Next <laughs> thing, I mean, proposing. we could we could get into that, and then that would be sad. Light them up. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm still uh, watching it. I got one more for you guys. Uh, the NCAA, <laughs> the, the camera shakes. <laughs> One more for you guys. The NCAA men's basketball tournament will have a championship game set by the end of tomorrow. The two final four matchups are Cinderella, Florida Atlantic, and San Diego State at 3.09 p.m. And Miami, UConn at 5.49. Which teams will meet Monday in the championship game? Well, I was talking to somebody out in the newsroom, Wolf. If anybody was going to go out on a limb and, and pick some of these schools, we were trying yeah. to figure out like who would have these Final Four. I almost went to UConn as an undergrad, and I almost went to San Diego State for grad school, so I yeah. probably should have put those at least one of those teams going deep this year of all years. I'll say that'll be the finals. Okay, great. Um, UConn's definitely I going. I knew somehow, some way, you were going to tie it to your own life. Well, that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> Too bad West Virginia's not in Who wants to go to stores? Okay. Well, um, that's part of the problem. <laughs> can I? Can I? 
predict an upset here in Miami? Wow. Oh. Get Broomhead in here. He went to Miami. Of my thumb, something wicked this way comes. Well, I think you have to a pick the Owls. A team that can actually shut it down on the defensive end yeah. of the floor. A team that seems to be... Who, I'm, think about Miami right now and where they came from. I realize they're playing UConn, but UConn still got a little blue blood in them right there. Nobody thinks when you, when you think of the U, you think of their football program. You don't think of their basketball program. Yeah. I, I think they've got a lot going for them right now. Talk about playing the underdog card. So I'm going to say Miami, San Diego State. This right. is where the slipper comes off. Florida Atlantic. Be some good weather schools facing off. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. Thank you, Rick. Coming up next, Zach Gallen was not his usual self last night against the Dodgers. You concerned at all? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Hi, welcome back to the show. They got 161 games the D-backs do, Wolf, to uh, make everybody forget about last night. Everybody remain calm. Uh, the D-backs jumped out to a 2-0 lead on the L.A. Dodgers last night. Ultimately, though, that lead evaporated quickly, and they lose in L.A. 8-2. to um, Just going back to that video, I've watched it like six more times. I think I'm with you. Why are you proposing in center field? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Well, it's, it's, it's just a pretty good hit. Just running off. No, it was. No, it was but, a good but hit. Once again, if you're going to run out onto the field, if you're going to do that, there is a consequence. But you will pay the price, I don't, and you should pay I the price. I don't disagree with that at all. I love the Bobby Wagner play. I just, this one, usually the the guy's running around in circles, right? And it's like, okay, and you know what? You're going to get hit, and you're, this guy's kneeling. I don't know. Somebody needs to remix it with, like, Love Hurts by whatever band that is. You know that song from the 80s? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, no, you're it's, gonna keep it's one going of your 80s down. bands. Yeah, it's one of my 80s yeah, bands. Yeah, no, it is. Please. <laughs> It's apparently not. I, I one mean, of I'm old, bands. but I no, no, still but like some modern bands. I understand that, but it's one of the '80s bands, and you're acting like you've never even heard okay. of the song. Yes, um, honestly, though, I'm just I, I'm flabbergasted right. at your opinion. It's feckless. It's, <laughs> I gotta look that up. Uh, he also was a Dodgers fan, so he deserved it. I guess. But, um, boy, <laughs> oh my goodness, that is even worse. The Dodgers. Uh, you run out onto the field, you're going to get lambasted, yeah. and you should. And, and he did. The uh, the the Dodgers. It, it is one game, but that was a reminder of the gap between the uh, the D backs and the Dodgers right now. And that's that's not a knock on what the D backs are are doing or trying to do. Again, it's one game, but <laughs> the Dodgers are always. I mean, year after year, they are up there at the very top two three spots in the league, at least until the World Series every year. Let's go ahead and just let, let's overreact. If we were going okay. to overreact, right. if we were going to overreact, let's go ahead and, and extrapolate one game that we saw. The very first game, game one of 162 for the Diamondbacks. Let's extrapolate that and say this is going to be the whole season and act like it. Hopefully not. Okay? <laughs> but think about it right now. You're, you're saying, oh, man, look at the Diamondbacks, what they did in the first two innings. Kind of manufactured two runs out of nothing for the most part. Yeah, which is what they're Julio. supposed to do. Yeah. Julio. 
Okay, actually did that. Manufactured two runs out of that. You were like, yeah. So I'm talking about. Oh, by the way, what did Zach Gallen, your ace of the staff, what was he doing in that game? Through the first two innings. Striking out everybody. (laughs) Just like. And when we say everybody, we're talking about dudes, man. Like Mookie Betts. Sit down, Mookie. (laughs) Okay, Freddie Freeman. Freeman. Yeah. Freddie Freeman. Max Muncy. You're sitting these guys down. And then, of course, he got out there in the second inning. Boom, boom, boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Gave up one hit through two innings. And you're thinking to yourself, yeah, this is the way that it should be. This is the way we, this is the reason why we think the Diamondbacks are going to be competitive because they've got some good pitching. Isn't that right, Zach Allen? And oh, yeah, they're going to be able to manufacture some runs. And suddenly, reality took over. Yeah. The Dodgers right now are a better team, and the Dodgers will be a better team, I would imagine, guessing, of course, but they're loaded. Think about the names you just read off. How many MVPs (laughs) are Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman going to You never know what's going to happen, though. You'll admit that. You never know. And lightning can strike from time to time. Um, The odds say... They're going to win it again. (laughs) They're going to win the division again. They're going to win the whole thing again. They won, what, 111 games last year? Is that? Yes, it is. It is right. I'm remembering that correctly. I mean, they win the division every year. They they don't win the World Series almost ever. Okay, well, I'm talking about the division. Okay. okay? So, again, uh, you look at it and you go, yeah, boy, that, that ended quickly. You had hope, and then it ended quickly. Let's hope that isn't going to be the trend for this team, where we had all this hope coming into this season, and where it ultimately ends quickly. If you were looking to overreact negatively to that game, uh, you know, for me, it's not, oh, they lost to the Dodgers. Okay, well, would you just say the Dodgers won 111 games last year? The Dodgers won a lot of games. Um, And and I'm not going to overreact to to any hitters. I'm not going to overreact to Zach Gallen. But if you were looking for somewhere to overreact, that would be it. (laughs) That would be it. Because his spring numbers, which don't mean anything for an established pitcher, spring numbers weren't good either. So you would look and say, well, his spring numbers... If you were going to overreact, you would say, wow, the spring numbers were terrible, but who cares because it's spring. Yeah. And then he goes out there and starts well against the Dodgers, and you're like, see? And then he ends up getting kind of lit up by the Dodgers. So that would be your only, if you were looking for a way to truly overreact, that would be that it. That would be it. But it's hard to be worried about Zach Gallon given his track record. Yeah, also, too, if you were going to overreact, you'd say McCarthy booting a ball in right field. <laughs> That's an overreaction right there, because coming into this season, what did we all expect? Hey, this is going to be great. Perfect. They're going to be so good defensively. Are you kidding me? How many outs are they going to, how many hits are they going to rob? Zero errors all year. Yes. How many outs are they going to create when it shouldn't have been an out because of their speed and their defensive ability? Oh, there's McCarthy, Jake. What are you doing? Booting the ball. You know, there's an overreaction. Yeah. A gross overreaction, but there it was. Those two things in particular. I got one more for you. Okay. Um, Because I did see this one a lot yesterday. A lot of people weren't psyched about the lineup yesterday. (laughs) 
and so the overreaction seemed to be, here we go again. We're gonna over we're gonna overanalyze this and tinker with our lineup too much. It was one game. Okay. I do think Kyle Lewis is a decent player. I was surprised not to see Alec Thomas. We talked about this yes. yesterday when the lineup right. came out before yes. the game. Uh, but that that would be the other overreaction that that is out there with D backs. Yes, and of course everyone um also was talking about the fact, well, it's a left handed pitcher, Wolf. You've got Julio Urias, you got him out there. Um, now I'm afraid to say his name in any way. <laughs> I'm just saying, so you got him out there, and uh, yeah, I understand that, but it's also a situation where, think about this, um, you had Tori Lovello saying, I don't like seeing Corbin and Jake McCarthy down that low, but at this point of the season, and with this matchup, we thought it gives us the best chance to win as well at this point of the season. Uh, I think a lot of it, too, is got when he says at this point of the season, why don't you prove it to me? Is there anything wrong with challenging a young guy and saying, prove it? No, no, there isn't. You brought that up yesterday. I thought you made it a really good point, too, with, you know, Corbin Carroll had only played 32 games before yesterday and just signed an eight-year, a $111 yeah. million dollar deal. Yeah. Um, I like Tory. I like I like about 95% of what he does, but this is one of those instances where if you go with an unconventional lineup right out of the gate and you lose, there's going to be criticism. I don't think he cares. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not, as a manager, you're not making the lineup based on what the fans want you to do. But... I could see, I can see it from both sides on this one. I can see fans looking and saying, if you don't like seeing them that low in the lineup, yeah. you control the lineup. Yeah, right. And Tori went on to say, it's a big ass to put somebody up that high in the lineup and expect him to excel from day one. I want to be sensitive to that. I think he can handle it, but I just want to take some time. That's that's going back to what you were saying yesterday. Exactly. And and I think that was part of it, too. It just wasn't the lefty on lefty. Uh, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what is the narrative about the Suns nationally as opposed to locally? And a round of uh, Kevin or Devin. It's coming up next as well. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke. Suns run to the playoffs coverage. Brought to you by Canvas Annuity. Score up to 6.25% on your retirement savings. There's a story on The Athletic referenced it earlier, but we didn't really get to talk about it, Wolf, with, uh, with Shams talking to and about KD. And the main focus of it is Kevin Durant's legacy. And I read through it. It's a good story. I mean, what do you expect from Shams? Um, it, it really kind of is a reminder of how different the Phoenix Suns story is going to be, probably starting on Wednesday, this past Wednesday, yeah. now going forward, locally and nationally. Because locally, I think we all agree, it's like, hey, can you win your first ever title? That's really, that's what Suns fans care about, right? Like, Suns fans are embracing KD. You know, obviously, can, can Devin Booker get his first title? Sure. Um, but, but how would that differ from the national perspective? Because nationally, it's really going to go down that path. And it already is of, well, KD needs this for his legacy. Those, uh, those two rings in Golden State uh, didn't count. 
there's the Chris Paul can't win. Chris Paul can't win the big one. Chris Paul can't stay healthy through the playoffs. That's nationally they're going to focus on Chris Paul and Kevin Durant. You are so right on that right now. Just listening to you, it makes perfect sense. That is what they're going to focus on. They're going to focus on KD, of course, and can he do it without Steph Curry? That's, can he do yeah. it without Clay? Can he do it? Can, it didn't go so well in Brooklyn, did it? Now, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that. The storylines, that's what they're going to be focused on nationally. Yeah. Where locally here, it's just all about can you get the ring? Can you win the championship? Yeah. The never story won one here. franchise, the Phoenix Suns. Can you win the championship? That is what that is what everybody cares about. Nobody cares about your your storyline. Nobody cares about you, Chris Paul. And oh, there it is once again. Chris Paul can't stay healthy in the post. Just win the ring. Period. I think you're right. Huge difference. You do hear a phone, right? Ringing. What? You hear a phone ringing. I'm mean, I no. just imagining this. No. <laughs> well, I don't are know you, what's going on. Oh, my goodness. Are you something kidding? ringing in these headphones. <laughs> it just killed me right there. Rich just picked up a phone this? and said, no. Oh. I'm not hearing any of it right now. All right. Well, there's definitely oh, something going man. through my headphones. So I, you looked like, Wolf, you were making a good point. That's what I'll tell you. But things are getting crazy behind that the scenes. That is absolutely stunning right there. It was a good point. It was a valid point. You actually brought it up, though. The difference between the national perspective and the storylines that, that surround the Phoenix Suns and, of course, what we're all thinking here. Just win Win a ring. The Phoenix Suns, this storied franchise, once again, to win a ring. We don't care how they do it. We don't care about anybody's legacy. No offense, KD. Well, that was the point of the whole, and I I thought this was really interesting in the athletic story. And I know people will pick it apart because it's KD. But, But Shams asked him about his legacy, and KD's response was, Basically, I don't care about my legacy. And so that on its surface, that's how it was sort of framed to me before I read it. It was like, okay, yeah, obviously everybody cares. But when you read the whole thing, he he gives some good reasons. He's like, I used to care about my legacy. You know, I obviously care what the greats think. But I got to a point, and he references Golden State, which is kind of always the moment for me where – once he went to Golden State, there is a, a population of the NBA fan base where there's nothing KD can do to win them over. Yeah. If he had left Oklahoma City, and I kind of get it, um, if he had left Oklahoma City and gone to Brooklyn then or something, or some, some team on the, in the Eastern Conference, I don't think it would have been viewed nearly as harshly as he left Oklahoma City to go join the team that had just rallied to take Oklahoma City out in the Western Conference Finals. Yes. You're telling me that KD has commented on that with legacy and talking about legacy? I I love that. Because once again, based on audience, you know the way I feel about this right now. I hear it all the time. How many professional athletes are talking about legacy and controlling their legacy? It's my legacy and how important it is that they control their legacy. And what pe- guess what? Um, how about you just go live your life? Because what you do and what you say, that's your legacy. And guess what? You're not going to be the one. You're not going to be the one that gets to determine what your legacy is. Because what you do and what you say impacts people around you. And guess what? 
Your legacy is determined by people around you based on what you do and what you say. Because what you do and what you say is who you are. So people around you will be your legacy. They'll remember your legacy. You'll be long gone and people will remember who you were, what you did, and what you said. Because that's who you are. That's your legacy. You don't get to decide what your legacy is. You can live your life. You can say things and you can do things and live your life. Yeah. That will be your legacy. That's essentially what... He doesn't say it in those words, but that's essentially what he says in this story. Of He used to get really caught up in it. And then he realized at a certain point he just couldn't win certain people over. Wow. And, and now he's... You know, I'm sure at times he thinks about it, but he says in the story, essentially, like, I don't care about it anymore. And, and you know, if you're Kevin Durant, I can kind of put myself in his shoes of if you have accomplished, if you've won two titles and you have and you've been the finals MVP, too, and, and it's and it's not good enough for people twice at a certain point. Don't you have to just throw your hands up and be like, I'm just playing for me. I'm playing for my family. I'm playing for the for my fans, I, but I I'm think, not going to win people. There's nothing Kevin Durant can do to win new people over. Yeah, I, I just think once again, I talk about it all the time. You got to be hyper focused and hyper aggressive and be internally motivated, not externally. Don't do that. Don't be externally motivated. Now, now, can you? Can you gain some motivation from external circumstances? Yes, of course, you can. Tom Brady does it all the time, right? But Tom Brady is also internally motivated. He is internally motivated. He is driven. He is a person that is going to be driven. Just focus on that. Focus on, on going out and being the best you can possibly be. And let everyone else determine what your legacy is going to be. Yeah. Don't yeah. worry about it. Focus on being the best you can be. Let everyone else talk about your legacy. The internal versus external motivation is um because you've brought that up in the past, not just with KD. When I was reading this story, that's what I thought. It, it, he almost in different words, it's it's like he says, yeah. I used to be externally motivated and now I'm more internally motivated. That's that's essentially and then, you know, they, there's a QA with, with Shams at the end of it, but the, the opening part where Shams is kind of talking that. about yeah. Oh man, the, the, see the more and more I hear about KD, man, seriously. Just how wrong could one person be about another? And that was me on KD. Or at the end of the summer where I didn't want the Suns to go ahead and mess up their chemistry and the culture that they had here. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get rid of Macau Bridges. Didn't want to blow it all up because I was worried about the drama that KD would bring in here. Man, was I wrong on that. Yeah, but you know, to defend you on this, it wasn't a lot of that because you... You didn't want to break up the team they I had. Did, no, I did not want to break up the team that we had. A lot of the people culture, didn't want to break that Mikhail team. Mikhail Bridges and Camp Johnson. Jay Crowder. I love Jay Crowder. Couldn't understand why they were doing what they were to Jay Crowder. <laughs> Still don't understand what happened with Jay Crowder. So, you know, uh, yeah, I did not want to break that up because I know how rare that is based on only into that culture that you actually have inside a locker room. And the Suns, the Suns had it. They had it. Oh, my goodness. We talked about it all last year when they were on their way to becoming the number one seed in the Western Conference. They they showed their culture, who they were, over and over and over again all season long. And, yeah, I didn't want to break up 
what they had for a guy that might bring drama. And guess what? I was dead wrong on that. KD has been anything but that, at least from what I've heard. It's fascinating, though, because nationally, it really is going to be a like, you need to win this to appease these people. And locally, it's more like, hey, man, you just be Kevin Durant. We just want a title. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's what we want here, uh, which is why I think he's going to find, I think he probably already is, finding Phoenix to be a pretty good home for him. Like it, You could see this potentially being a really great match. Uh, when we come back over to football, the Cardinals signing a couple more glue guys. Shocking is it going to be when this team takes the field next year with a completely different roster? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, I know this is a uh, sensitive topic with Cardinals fans. And I'm kind of there, too. You going to talk about the uniforms? No. Oh, that okay. is a very important Sorry. topic to Cardinals fans. By the way, give me number zero. I mean, there's a lot of speculation there's going to be new uniforms for the Cardinals. Oh. That's what I thought you were talking about. New uniforms right now. I don't know if that's true, but there's a lot of speculation. Why is there speculation out there about the Arizona Cardinals getting new uniforms? Well, people, fans have wanted new uniforms for a while. Not all of them, but fans have. Oh, no. Yeah, I see the tweets, definitely. Um, There has, I mean, there was a story, I don't know, earlier this week that uh, a lot of Cardinals jerseys are discounted in the NFL store. Now, I don't know if that's even true, but I remember that. And so everybody's like, well, if you're discounting the jerseys, then that means you're bringing in new ones, right? Okay, makes sense. Yeah. So this is not what I thought we were going to talk about. No, it's not what I thought either. But having said that, do you think the Arizona Cardinals need that? Do you think they need? There's so many people right now that are just freaking out, driving. Oh, well, of course they need it, Wolf. (laughs) What are you talking about? Have you seen their uniforms? I, I, you know, um, I only cared about colors. Okay. You're going to walk around in a Raiders helmet with a black shirt on. I'm going to bust you up. All right, I'm just saying right now. <laughs> Wolf didn't see logos. He saw colors. I, did, I saw colors, man. But That's, you don't care what direction the stripes are going on the side I of the shirt? I could care less how <laughs> nasty or ugly. As a matter of fact, when I went to play for the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> oh boy, the Cleveland Browns good. uniforms are, are, okay, let's see. They they have the colors of the diarrhea spectrum base in audience. Horrible band name. Just absolute what? Horrible band name. What? The diarrhea spectrum would be a horrible <laughs> band name. I mean, think about it right now. The orange helmet. You're wearing a dark brown jersey. And there's not a lot of of flash or color with these uniforms. There's no logo either. You know what? And I loved them. Uh, they were so dirty and nasty and nobody cared. Nobody liked them. Everyone hated them. And yet they've kept them. And yet they've kept them. All for, the uniforms yes, that change, exactly they keep theirs. right. And you know what? I love that because, again, it was who cares? The only care. This is what we used to say all the time. The only color inside that locker room is red. Meaning the blood that is on your jersey and on your teammates. And I love that. And if you were wearing a different color spectrum than I was, oh my goodness. I'm going to drive you into the ground. Do you understand? 
I'm going to drive you into the ground. Sometimes. <laughs> you're going to try to drive them into the ground all the time. Sometimes. So you're not really uh, caught up in if they switch the uniforms or not? Is that what I'm gathering? No. Yeah, I, I honestly, I, I, they had to change the bird. They had to change the bird. The bird's got a weird look. The old bird has a weird look on its face. It's kind of got that downward frown yeah. look on its face. That was just kind of odd. <laughs> and <laughs> once again, even good. then, I didn't care. Maybe that's good as a logo. The other team's looking at the side of your helmet like, that bird looks a little unstable. Yeah, you know, he just looked like, well, I just messed up. It kind of <laughs> looked like that. The new bird is so much better. I tried to tell Wolf the other day that they should go back to the old bird. He dismissed me very quickly. I could see that based on the conversation we are having here right now. I don't think he would, he would be a big fan of the old bird. None of this is what I was going to talk about. And you you know what? I, I know none of this is what you were going to talk about, but it's a Friday Should right be the name now. of today's show. You know what show. I love the most, though, when we had the all-whites? The all-white pants, the all-white jerseys. Oh, man, that was good. That was so good right there. And the reason why it was so good is because it, it was beautiful for the blood that would get on your pants or on your jersey. You just smear it around. Yeah, the white yeah, uniform. Yeah, baby. The white uniform looks real clean, but it's actually the exact opposite, right? If you if you play one second of one game, your white uniform is going to look like a mess. So yeah. then it's just how messy can you get it? It's amazing. You play the game of football, and if you don't have your hands covered, base on onions, you're bleeding by play three. Maybe <laughs> bleeding. Think about it. You're putting your hands on some dude who's 270 pounds, and he's trying to fight you. Yeah. From putting, and, and he's unhappy. And he's unhappy. And you're just drilling. Oh man, there's especially if you're at the bottom of a pile. <laughs> you're on the offensive line. Just understand, there's going to be stuff dripping on top of you. Okay. I don't really know where to go after that, <laughs> so I'm just going to go to the fact that the Cardinals signed a couple players, uh, Carlos Watkins away from the Cowboys and Rashad Fenton to uh, to bolster some cornerback depth. Now, neither one of those names, Wolf, are like, hey, hey, okay, we finally sure. got Rashad Fenton. But I will say this, it is... Um, this feels like a more active offseason than last offseason was. Now, prior to that, I mean, the Cardinals went out and signed J.J. Watt and traded for Rodney Hudson and you know traded for DeAndre Hopkins. They have had plenty of active offseasons, but last year was maddening for a lot of Cardinals fans of like, what? Nothing's, you're not doing anything. This year, they're not going out and getting big names, but they are doing stuff. I mean, this, this roster is, is being overhauled. Now, whether you're excited about the players they're bringing in or not, this is going to be a very different-looking team next year. It's not just going to be the coaching staff. A lot of this team is going to look different in 2023. Yeah, no, it is. There's no doubt about it. Again, I see a plan here. I see a plan what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. They're trying to raise the floor. I've been talking about it over and over and over again, but I'm sorry. The truth is in front of us right now. When you look at these signings, they're trying to bring guys in here that um, aren't going to break the bank. That's clear. They're signing them to one-year contracts, two-year contracts. There's a plan that is saying we're not going to break the bank. We're not going to do it. But what we're going to do to try to get better is raise the floor as opposed to the ceiling. It makes perfect sense to me right now. Why? Because you're trying to get rid of your best offensive player. 
in terms of DeAndre Hopkins. And I know, ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't mean they're trying to get rid of him, but you understand. Well, they are trying they're to trade going him. To, they're going to trade him. Yeah. And anytime you're talking about that, and you're not sure when your quarterback is going to be able to play games, your franchise quarterback, and you've, you've got to get this brand new culture installed into this organization, not just the football team, not just the locker room, but through the entire organization with Monty Ossenfort and David Sears, the assistant general manager, trying to get their new way of doing things and running a football team established. It's, to me, this is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. It's not a total rebuild because... Kyler Murray is your franchise quarterback, but it's a rebuild. And just because you rebuild doesn't mean you can't win. Isn't that right, Brian Dable? It's right. You can win on a rebuild. The odds just say you're up against it. And right now, they're trying to bring in pros, guys that are glue guys. It takes a glue guy to see a glue guy. That's me. I was a glue guy. I was not going to be your... I was not going to be anything you were going to wave around, ladies and gentlemen. I was not. But I like to think that I helped my team play better. I can't say that we had a ton of success winning games. Well, the one thing I will say about this offseason, it's not like they're... Aren't players that other teams have signed, where I, like, like a Javon Hargrave, where I look and I'm like, oh yeah, I'd like him on the Cardinals. And, you know, in a vacuum, you'd like that guy on the Cardinals. But there's, it's not like there's a ton of guys that other teams have signed where I'm like, oh, I can't believe the Cardinals missed out on him. That's exactly what the Cardinals needed. You know what I mean? Zach Allen is one of them. <laughs> and that was somebody that, that left the team. And, and, you know, it is free agency. Maybe he wanted to go play with Vance Joseph some more since that was certainly working for Zach Allen. Whatever you think about Vance Joseph's, uh, you know, time as, as a, as the defensive coordinator here, it was definitely working for Zach Allen. Maybe he just wanted to, maybe he got more money there. Maybe the Cardinals were never going to bring him back. But for the most part where it gets really frustrating and I feel like this was the case last year you were looking at other teams signing players and being like yeah why aren't the Cardinals in on him why aren't they in on this guy other than losing Zach Allen and there's like maybe one or two other guys it hasn't really been that this offseason and I think honestly Wolf for me it's what you just said there's so much unknown with Kyler Murray that I don't love it, but I understand the stance of we're not going all in on anything till we know when our quarterback is back. I know it's it's a it sucks. It's a terrible place to be. It is football purgatory. You're right. No, you're absolutely right. Again, the uncertainty that is out there, the uncertainty surrounding D Hop right now, and getting him trade. I, I don't think, ladies and gentlemen, I think if the draft were today, uh, I think they'd be able to trade DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, if the draft was happening in in the next hour, I think they'd be taking all sorts of phone calls in regard to D Hop. What if and it happens in twenty seven days? Does that work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, and that's what I think is also holding this up once again. But man, that is a dicey game, isn't it? That really is. Where you got to sit there and you got to put your poker face on, and you got to say, "No, I'm just telling you right now." We're not trading him for that. 
Forget, don't even call us unless you're ready to say that you're going to up your right. Well, I mean, what was that, the report out of Buffalo? Unless there's a significant change, the Bills don't <laughs> want DeAndre Hopkins. That's right. Okay. Barring any significant change, like us changing our mind. <laughs> Significantly. Right. Of course. Uh, this is what I'm talking about, though, man. Um, they're going to trade DeAndre Hopkins. And you don't know when your quarterback is going to be able to play. All the uncertainty around this, plus the fact that you're you're starting over and building a culture and building an offense and a defense. You're starting over. And it's not just schematically. It's also organizationally in the front office. Yeah, that's a rebuild to me. All right, when we come back, have the Suns begun turning that corner towards just some basketball normalcy? And this time we really are going to play Kevin or Devin. So I hope you, you use that extra half hour to really study up, Wolf. So you have it's a big decision coming up. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. What?